everybody, and welcome back to the Hannibal is Hungry podcast, episode two. How are you guys doing today? I hope you guys are enjoying whatever you're doing and taking your time to sit back and listen to the podcast. This episode is going to be a special one. This is one of those live streams that I've done a couple of days ago that I thought was extremely valuable, and I want to bring that to you guys. You guys don't have to worry about going on YouTube. I know many of you guys don't have YouTube premium. Like I love YouTube premium, but if you don't live on YouTube like me and you still want to check out the podcast, this is where we're going to be talking about cargo vans. If you've been on my channel, Hannibal is Hungry YouTube channel, you've noticed that I've talked a lot about cargo vans the last couple of weeks because I've noticed something. I'm sure you've noticed it as well. It's been really difficult to still do the food delivery and ride share because there's so many people out there and there's less orders out there. I'm sure you guys could check out the news, what's going on. Inflation is still high. The recession is still looming. Some people think we're already in a recession. So one of the most important things I stress here on this channel and obviously on this podcast, I want you guys to be able to separate yourself from the rest of the competition. And one of the things you can do is to invest in a cargo van. So we'll be talking to a content creator named Boss Up With K. Just type Boss Up With K. You'll see his YouTube channel. He has 10,000 subscribers doing very, very well and breaking down the game, providing a lot of valuable insights on how to start the cargo van game. So check out this live stream recording or check out this recording and check out this recording. I think you guys are going to get a lot of value. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Hannibal is Hungry YouTube channel, the special edition of our live stream with me and my co-host Steve Beyond the Algorithm. And we have a fantastic guest, Boss Up With K. I've been excited to talk to this man for at least two weeks. We actually planned to do this last Tuesday, but then we both discovered it was Valentine's Day. We realized our ladies would not appreciate us hanging out on a, on a, on a, on a Tuesday night for Valentine's Day to talk about gig work. So we had to kind of delay an extra week, but, you know, we got together. So, um, Kevin, appreciate you guys. Appreciate, appreciate you for coming through. I'm excited to talk to you about all things the gig economy. So thank you for coming through. No, thank you for having me. And um, I'm excited as you are, man. I've been really, really jumping on live streams this year. So this is the first one. And you guys helping me out. So I want to provide plenty of value for your audience. Yes. So I'm going to put your link up. Uh, oh, okay. I'm going to put your link up. Uh, it's going to be in the description below. It's going to be in the chat. So people could check out your channel. Um, you provide a lot of different types of websites, a lot of different types of apps. I mean, it's so much. I, I, I It's hard for me to keep up. I'm like, there's so many opportunities. Sometimes we kind of figure, we think that it's not, you know, it's just the apps that we talked about, DoorDash and Grubhub and Uber Eats. And, you know, my goal, at least for the next six months, is to try to get people to understand that there's other things out there, websites, apps. I mean, that's what me and Steve kind of came together with the Beyond the Algorithm. There's so much out there that you don't need to be stuck um, doing one thing. So, um, appreciate you guys already in the chat. Obviously, if, if you're on the replay, appreciate you guys for checking out. Um, before we get into it, I want to have one announcement. Um, if you've, you've been checking out Pedro's uh, channel, um, the Rideshare guy, they're talking about this, um, I guess you would call it a convention, uh, downtown LA on Cur March. Curbivore. Thank you, Steve. Curbivore 2023. Now, you know, Pedro hit me up with this. He said, hey, you know, you want to check this out? And what do you think? And I, I looked through it and I saw a few things. And I was like, hey, listen, you know what? I'm, I'm going to book a ticket. I actually booked my tickets today. 
and I'm excited to go. So I, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. It's basically from what I've been looking and, and checking it out. It's like an experience to, to see the future of transportation and delivery. Um, talking to or having really, really powerful people there, you know, executives from, I see Uber, I saw um, Walmart, like a lot of very powerful people. And that's in the, the you know, the ride share business, obviously, um, the technology business and the restaurant business and, the, you know, small business trying to come together to try to make the experience valuable for everyone involved. So, you know, you're going to be meeting a lot of content creators, obviously. You're going to be seeing the ride share guy. I see Sergio's going to be there because he's in L.A., um, I've heard that maybe the ride, rideshare professor may be over there. Like, I'm, you know, the, like it's the funny you mentioned the uh, the Walmart thing because last night David from Para and I did a uh, did our Para weekly thing, and uh, he's speaking on that panel, and he's like, I don't know why they put me on this one. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> he's on with like three executives from Spark or something. I don't know. I, it, it seems like it's going to be a very, really, uh, really cool experience. Um, obviously, apparently going to be some fantastic food there. The tickets are only $5. So it's Curbivore. I'll put the link in as well. Curbivore.co. March 3rd starts at 8 o'clock all day outdoors. Um, it's going to be fantastic food. You're going to be seeing a lot of really powerful people in the industry. And, and the reason why I'm excited, obviously, just to meet, you know, some content creators, hanging out with Pedro, you know, I hung out with Pedro in St. Louis. But to see what's the future, because I've seen some automation um, segments and some people coming from that industry. What is the future for gig work? Because and and I, I believe Sergio talked about this earlier in his podcast. He wants more gig workers, and, and I invite more gig workers need to come. It, it can't just be the executives, you know, the big wigs, right? The executives and the restaurateurs and those people. We need gig workers going there to say, hey, what's going on? What's the future here? Because you know, automation is happening or. We'll see how far it is <laughs> when check it out. But uh, talking to, yeah, I think they have some executives from Walmart, the Walmart Spark, Uber, um, some CEOs from restaurants. So it's a lot of really cool people coming through. And there's going to be delicious food there. And you're going to see Pedro. People love Pedro. So uh, $5 to get in uh, March 3rd, downtown LA. Um, actually, it's Will people in LA love Pedro? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Because, you know, it's it's a it's it's a new experience for everyone involved. But I think it's a great time to, you know, network, make connections and see what's sure. going on. I mean, I think, you know, these, you know, um, is is it right here? Is it Harry? Yeah. Kind of one yeah. of the guys who put this together. Yeah. So, you know, so I want to see exactly, and I haven't met, I haven't met Harry yet, so I'll, that'd be cool to meet him this in is, person. That, this is pretty much, I mean, uh, there's been years past too. This is, I think, the second or third one, but this is yeah. pretty much Harry's event. Awesome, know. awesome. So, you know, we're going to be doing that, and they have a special event for Pedro, have lunch with Pedro. So that's going to be, I think, around one o'clock. Um, so check it out. I'm going to put more information on the links below. Uh, I'm trying to figure out right now, but I've got too much links all over my, my computer right now. But yeah, Carbivore, I'll be there. I'll be there for two days. It's going to be a whirlwind. It's going to be fantastic. So, yeah, I pushed all that out just to let you guys know what I'm going to be doing um, really soon. I mean, you know, this February is always like the quickest month of the year to kind of blow past everything. So enough enough of me rambling. Let's let's talk about um, you, Kevin. Let, tell us about how you got into – I know we was on the phone. You kind of broke that down. Yeah. When we talked a couple of days ago, but – what was you know your origin story to the gig economy? Um, how did you, how did you end up uh, making uh, videos on YouTube about it? Okay, so um, of course, probably with most people, Uber and Lyft were kind of my first foray or journey into the gig 
economy um back in 2014 um i had a vehicle that i got listed on uber and it got delisted maybe like three months later because it said of the age it got outside the um the age limit of required vehicles um, like i said that's where i started i loved it um i was making good money back then that was kind of the real early ages of uh uber and um they, they get in the airport and there was you know creating the airport lanes of hartsville being one of the busiest airports in the country and you know i was living real close to it so i was getting a lot of rides going back and forth from there and that just kind of opened my eyes um but in the in, in between time i'm uh into it so i do a lot of it contracting and then in between my it contracting I might have like a month, two month, three month layoff. So in between those times, I fill in with the gig economy and I do, uh, you know, started Uber and started, uh, you know, food sharing, delivery. Um, this was probably 2018 where I had probably my longest layoff. I had like a year long layoff for working. So I started doing Uber and food delivery full time. And then at that time, I kind of started finding some of the other ones where you can like deliver packages. Um, Vho was kind of coming on at the time um, where I started with them. So I kind of started package delivering. And then I kind of got into the medical courier in uh, 2019. And it just kind of, after I saw that, and I just kind of doing my research, like, what well, is out here, man? I got medical courier. I can do food. And then that just, I just started doing Google searches. And that's kind of what led me to creating this channel. And um, sharing, you know, some of the things I was finding in different areas where I wasn't in. Like, man, I wish I was in North Carolina because this app is only here. But so I just started sharing with other people, and here we are, boss up. Oh, you know, right and that's awesome. You you kind of started much earlier than you know, definitely me. I think Steve Steve is a little bit of an OG as well. Has been there in the game for a while, but. I think is that how all the progression is, Steve? Where you you know you kind of start with one app and then you're like, all right, what's going on here? And then what's going on here? And then eventually you're you may have a cargo fan a couple of years later. You're doing so like that seems like that's the progression. No one just I don't know if anyone just stays doing one thing in the gig economy, at least in terms of ride share. Like you you eventually move on to other apps, right? Well, I've, I've still seen some people who still doing Uber, you know. Yeah. Pretty- Consistently um, over the years, but they kind of progress and they progress to uh, electric car, Tesla, and they kind of, you know, do it more full time that way. And they kind of get different cars, get larger vehicles. Um, it's kind of what I did um, after uh, <laughs> I had my third child, I got an SUV, I got a Durango with a third row. And then that's right around the time I would start doing it full time. So that getting that XL, getting those, you know, extra Uber fares. And then plus that's when Uber came out with Uber Comfort. So if your car was, in a newer, you know, within three years, though, I got the Uber Comfort ride. So that was really incentivized me to start doing a lot more, you know, driving in that range. Yeah. Before I got yeah. my car van. <clears throat> yeah, for me, uh, you know, I did, I, I got on rideshare in Denver in 2015. I didn't really, I only did rideshare through 2019. I didn't see a reason to go into food. Uh, pre-pandemic food was dead here. Mm-hmm. You couldn't make any, even Grubhub had the best model. They were, you know, they had a waiting list, so they were only onboarding the amount of people they really needed. It wasn't pure oversaturation from day one, but they all seemed dead. Nobody was really doing food delivery. And the people who were, like, weren't making, like, now it's a much different ratio, even post-pandemic, because they weren't even making a fifth of the of the downgraded pay that I was in 2019 doing rideshare. They weren't making a fifth of that doing delivery. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm looking at the current situation, and I guess before we kind of jump in, into the cargo van, 
a lot of people are, you know, suffering. They, they, they're not making the amount of money doing the food delivery and ride share like they used to, or our expectations are different because we came in, at least most of us came in during the pandemic in the 2020, where people were making, like, you could make really good money relatively easy. It didn't matter where you were. It seems like everyone was doing well. Now things are a little bit more difficult. And the question comes to, should I quit? Should I, you know, should I go back to W2 life? Is it the apps? Is it me? You know, is it the market? Like, you know, Kevin, when someone comes to you with that question, what what's your response when they have like, hey, my yeah, my market, like I'm I'm on DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, it's just it's dead out here. I'm not making any money. What do you what would you recommend them to do? Well, like I said, location, location, location. I did a video about this. Um, you know, people come to me about apps not being in market, oversaturation, but it's definitely, you know, all depends on your market. Um, here in Atlanta, you know, food delivery is, I mean, you know, everybody's single, young here. So it makes sense to do a lot of food delivery here. You know, ride share makes sense. Um, there's a big car culture in Atlanta. Everything is far. So you need a car to get around. Public transportation not really available in most of the uh, metro areas. So, you know, it just, it just depends on your city. And now coming from a major city like this, uh, gig economy is plentiful. You know, a lot of things are becoming oversaturated. The same apps, um, the same on-demand apps um, are becoming oversaturated. But some of the key ones, the big players, the Ubers, the Lyfts, they have plenty of, of work for you. So that's what I tell people, you know, stick with the ones that are paying you um, and then fill in the gaps, you know, with some of the other ones that are not as, I guess, plentiful or the jobs are not as uh, – you know, ready available for you in your area. Well, if not, yeah. you got to pick up and move. Um, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of these times, I mean, a lot of, especially in the Northeast, you know, most of these major cities are an hour and a half, two hours apart. And if you really want to get it, get it in between and it just kind of, you know, start moving like that. But if you really want to take it serious and you just got to do that or peak times versus non-peak times. Um, a lot of times people want to drive during the daytime when their kids out in school. That's yeah. what's Form if you get out at night or you know some of the later times just during dinner time or some of the club and partying time in your city, you can make a lot of money with raised rates and you know higher fares during peak and surge times on these apps. So you just got to pick and choose your times and pick and choose your locations. Yeah, you got you got to put the work in. You got to put you got to go out when it's necessary to go out, not when you want to go out. You know when you you may you may have time where you. You go out, but it's just not the prime time to make any money. And I definitely agree with that. It It's definitely more of, I, I still think there's still a, a hustle mentality that works even in the, not to say the driest of markets, but it, it does help compared to. Oh, yeah, strategy strategy works too. Strategy helps too. You know, knowing, yeah. you know, what rides to take. Like I got a formula on, you know, some of the rides to take nothing under $4, nothing over, you know, if it takes me over six minutes to get to the person or get to the food location or pick the thing up that I don't go. So I kind of keep certain things and certain parameters to make sure I make, you know, a minimum $25 an hour. And that's what I try to make here. And uh, with my gig share rise and anything I do is at least minimum 25 to 30 an hour before fuel and, you know, expenses. Gotcha. Gotcha. Steve, you got, I thought you had something. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, Kevin, what what the apps work well in your in your market? So you're from you're in, uh, working out of Atlanta area. Um, yeah. um, you know, 
definitely I'm going to give my favorite uh, freight. The freight app um, is a great on-demand gig app, um, primarily for auto parts um, here in the Atlanta area. They're primarily working with uh, auto parts retailers and uh, Vance Auto Parts, AutoZone, as well as NTB where I get a lot of my routes from. Um, if I'm on the app at the same time every day, I can kind of hit them. But like I said, it's real competitive. And I'm, I don't know thing that's been talked about in this gig economy is bots. I believe a lot of bots are hitting these apps, just like with yeah. speakers and with some of these e-commerce things. A lot of people are using bots to get these um, on-demand jobs a lot faster and I'm just something I'm trying to figure out either to stop it or how I can get into it. You know, it's funny because right. since Hannibal told me you'd be on, on tonight, I mm -hmm. subbed to your channel and my feed is probably a lot different than Hannibal's. He gets a lot of the DoorDash and stuff like that. He's been, I don't get as much of that. I get a lot of the odd stuff because I do a lot of these other apps. Mm -hmm. So I've been seeing yours come through and I, 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 I was watching one today, I think was uh chat GPT. Yeah. And trying to grab gigs. And that I was, was actually like, a really, is, uh, really okay. good. Um, I forgot about that video. I did see that as well. And I did, I, I did that. I went on chat uh, GPT and I said, give me, I, I forgot what I wrote, but give me, yeah, give me career companies in New York. And they, they were popping up. I mean, some were old, like some were just old and outdated, but um, it definitely we could talk. We could, let's jump right in. Um, For anyone who doesn't know what uh, chat GPT is, it is basically uh, AI chat program is a chat is a chat bar you type a question and they will answer it for you now uh we've you know me and steve have kind of dived into this a little bit it's not 100 percent accurate um there's some political leanings in there at 2021 so anything yes 2021 it doesn't have no clue of what's going on but it's a it's a good assistant on yeah. certain things, but um, you can access it. You can access, and I think it's openai.com. Um, mm -hmm. They'll say, say uh, you just go there and pop the chat, chat up and ask, uh, give me some courier apps and put in whatever you live. And they will, they will put some companies on and, you know, it's, it's two years old, but the companies may be still there and you can find some jobs there. So it's a very, that's a very valuable video. I remember, I remember I watched that video as well. Um, very, I, I was like blown away. I was like, there's so many companies just kind of popped up. Some I knew, some I didn't know. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's just the, just a new age search engine. Um, and of course, you know, Microsoft, Google, they're trying to get their hands on the best technology with this. So this is where, you know, search is going and how you're going to find things. And, and pretty soon you're going to see a chat GPT on your YouTube search icon is going to be right there or something similar to it um some type of ai uh search is, is coming to it's you. like it's like a lazy virtual assistant yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes perfect way of saying it. it's a virtual assistant yeah, and, and, I'm, and i know a lot of people are worried about it in terms of like your students like you know like you know we all have kids mm. and you know my son is a little you know he's a little sneaky like you know he's doing his homework and he he needs a you know he's trying to figure out a question like and then he's yelling at Alexa to answer the question. I'm like, son, you gotta figure this out on your own. You try to get the, the computer, chat. you know what I mean? But I still think that you still need to, to know the information on your own because you will get caught if you rely on AI to answer everything. Because eventually a teacher's gonna like, wow, you wrote, this is a fantastic essay. 
you know, like my son's name is Matthias. Matthias, explain this to the class. You, this is a brilliant essay, and this boy can't can't explain it. He's, a, you know, what I mean, like he's gonna be like, well, you're a fraud, right? So, yeah. you know, you still need to learn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, what I mean? dude, I wor- I worry about not, not your son so much. I think your son made the cutoff. I worry about the generations <laughs> behind him, though. Well, yeah, this is only gonna yeah. get worse, and like it's it's kind of like, dude, you don't need to use your brain anymore. <laughs> Whatever, just. Plug in and Plug in. tell me what I need to think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, remember it, to eat once in a while. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. All right, well let's 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 talk about you know the terms of the future in terms of technology, with you know what we do, right? Like, is is it going to be as scary or at least that idea of something being replaced? And not necessarily robots, because I know robots are not necessarily, you know, but is that a concern that a lot of this stuff will be replacing yeah, what we do? This is definitely, you know, of course you got the uh, Amazon little robots that, you know, deliver the packages. Um, they got those in some cities. I haven't seen those in Atlanta yet, but I've seen those. I've seen some of the robots in the, rest- in the restaurants that uh, serve you pizza to your table. So yeah, technology is coming. Yeah. Um, you just got to adapt. You know, I've studied stuff um, throughout history. You know, technology takes jobs uh, over time and you just got to kind of adapt. But it's, it's going to get worse and it's speeding up faster. So, you know, Look. we got to adapt. But the good thing is that, you know, robots are still a long way from actually getting out of car, talking to people, customer service. That's what people still like. And that's what that human experience brings to you. So. I don't think that's that will ever be replaced. And that's something that's going to be key having, you know, the key people, people with good customer service um, still on brands with these gig apps. And that's the people that's going to stay and have success in the future. I, I agree. I agree. Um, and Gary, I also agree with Gary. Steve does love, love robots. Look, um, I got to, I got <laughs> to say this. I mean, we talk about it on driver nation all the time. I do a, I do a Friday night live show with a radio show in Houston. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's for truckers and last mile type people and people who are truckers full-time, but gig work when they have off hours and off days. Um, But we were going through like the infrastructure of what it's needed for like autonomous trucking. It's so far Mm -hmm. off you guys. It's, it's, it's yes. Technology is moving beyond a speed we like and it's scary what's happening, but that there's no way of taking the human out of the equation yet. It's not even close. I mean, the vehicles aren't even as close as they try and make it sound. They're just trying to prop up their company to make it, you know, look more yeah, valuable. Yeah, yeah. You know, Lay and Pepsi are already having problems with their with their Tesla trucks. Yeah, uh, I mean, um, so it's yeah. I mean, there's there's we we were talking about stories on the radio show not long ago about like uh, how one of the uh, autonomous trucks got. Um, the news came up after the fact because it had stopped and they went up and looked at it and it had no engine in it. So, like, so they had done something where it was like completely fake. Everything. Oh, they were doing oh yeah. Was it was kind of, yeah, yeah. I did, and I did like it had no there. autonomous abilities. It was basically like a remote control type deal. Like oh, the wow. thing was just a joke. And it's, I, I think that's kind of where it's at. And, and, and we never talk about infrastructure. Infrastructure is the biggest problem. Right. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's like California putting these crazy dates out when they're going to be fully electric by 2029. It's not going to happen. 65% by 2025. Okay, well, that would mean a charging station at every person's 
house and the governor told everybody on one day to turn their air conditioner off because the grid couldn't hold <laughs> so how are you going to charge everybody's car yeah we, we, we i guess we, we still have some time and but in terms of the gig economy things are progressing quickly and you know saturation is a common occurrence or a common theme a lot of people are saying it's a lot of us on it so the reason why i've been really interested in talking to people who have cargo vans is because one of the things I've noticed, the people who are adapting, who are continuing to thrive, they try to continue to try to separate themselves from the competition. Competition is the rest of us gig workers, right? The rest of us uh, independent contractors. So if I, if I'm the only one, or not the only one, but there's 100 cars and only 10 are cargo vans, at least that if I'm part of that 10, I can probably get better offers and make potentially more money. So I've been talking about that. And I know cargo van is not something just easily, I'll just jump in and get one. I know it's a major investment, but I still think it's something that people should at least consider. And it may be a life changing situation where you can make, you know, you can get to that five or $10,000 a month where I've seen many people with cargo vans are, who are able to do that. I know talking to a gig geezer, I saw the latest video he had, and he seems like he's starting to figure it out, right? Like he was starting kind of slow in terms of just trusting the situation with different kinds of vendors, it's different type of business contracts, but he's starting to make the kind of money he was uh, looking into. And he's also still doing the apps. He's not quitting all the apps entirely, but I think cargo vans are at least a, a really a good option. So- And I know he he's yeah. kind of stays local and he doesn't go over the road. Yes, exactly. Know. That's where the money, but let's yeah, let's talk about cargo van business and like how I started. Um, so uh, like I said, I was always into credit and building up business credit, so I was able to get my cargo van, my Ford Transit, through my business. So I didn't have to pay any money down. It's not on my personal credit, so it's not affecting my personal credit debt. Uh, I still owe the money, so I have to pay on it monthly. So I still owe the debt. But it is not, you know, it's not a, a much as financial burden on me as, you know, going out and purchasing one, you know, at, through your regular credit. So that's first of all. Right. Um, second of all, there's many ways to, you know, get a van. Now, the Sprinter vans, the larger vans, the, you know, the ones with the high wheel, long, wide wheelbase, high roofs are what the industry is going towards and what these companies that hire independent contractors want. So that's what I went in. I went in and got, I had a friend that was already doing it local here in Atlanta. He has an auto parts contract. It pays him $300 a day um, for fuel and everything. So he was able to get me that same contract. So that's why I was kind of already in the game before I even purchased my, my cargo van. But with that being said, there are plenty of used cargo vans. There are the smaller eco line vans that a lot of these companies need. Um, a lot of these companies, you can start doing package delivery uh, with those smaller vans as well, or you can rent a van. Um, some companies actually do allow you to rent a van. GoShare is one that I actually posted a video uh, this morning that I showed you actually on their website that they allow rental vehicles on their platform. Mm. And GoShare does everything from small and all the way to big, like they had a... Um, AC unit um, <laughs> that cat pinged up that they wanted delivered one time. I'm like, man, I'm not, that's a little too heavy for me. I'm not, I'm not re responsible for that, but that was a good money. That was $150 for maybe like a 30 mile um, delivery. And plus you had to have a helper. So I'm not sure that that money was split right. um, through that through GoShare. 
because I know they do have the helper model as well. But that's you know that's some of the things you can do with the cargo van um, through gig apps. Um, you can put the car. You can put a rental cargo van with commercial insurance on your freight profile and your curry profile. As long as you carry the commercial, you're fine. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So that's what a lot of people don't do. So you know, if they have a regular vehicle, they're not going out buying you know cargo van insurance, um, commercial insurance just to have on standby. But if you you know got that contract, you got the money rolling. It's something smart to do to go ahead and get that commercial insurance. Now, commercial insurance is not a joke, as you guys probably know. Of guys that you know in the chat that research that you can easily start off at five hundred a month and go all the way up. I know Progressive try to charge people three thousand a month. Buy um, commercial insurance because you know you got to have liability on the cargo, uh, liability on yourself, and you know things of that nature. But I found low. Um, insurance. Uh, it's a company called Byberk. Give you guys a gem on this channel. Mm. Byberk is backed by Berkshire Hathaway, which is um, Warren Buffett's uh, company. So it's credible. But since they're new, some of the customer service is not like I like it. So that's kind of the trade off on the cost. Right. Um, you know, if I had to file a claim and then getting back to them, it took like two or three weeks just to get a claim going and everything. But you know, there's there's a lot more affordable insurance out there that you guys can go research and get. Um, it all depends on your area, your driving record, you know, how much you're going to pay, of course. But that's some of the costs of uh, associated with getting a cargo van. But you can still get in, you know, fairly, fairly cheap. Um, get one used for ten thousand uh, dollars, maybe like a twenty fifteen. Uh, smaller van get one for ten thousand if you want a sprinter van you can get one for maybe thirty thousand with high miles on it and they they still hold up well you know most of the time it's highway miles so it, it hold up well with getting a used van I, I i gotta ask you because you're in atlanta and because hannibal and i have affiliation with this have you have you checked with buckle insurance i know you're happy with your insurance but have you checked with buckle I have not checked with Buckle. That's that's I just saw that. Um, you probably should. Yeah, I'm 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 going to check them out. I'm going to check them out as well and see. Because you know. they're kind of they're kind of have the blanket guarantee to cut your commercial in half. Oh wow. Okay. But so so, so I didn't, I didn't tell you with that. Um, you know, also where I'm at now, this is my kind of my you know co-working space, um, my virtual address space. So it kind of my insurance is tied to my my vehicle and. All gotcha. kind of rolled and rolled into this, so that's something they can do. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you guys already, you know, hanging out in the chat. Uh, and I haven't forgot you guys. Um, driver Chris, thank you, Hannibal and Steve, for putting me on with Curry. That's how I'm surviving. Appreciate, you know, listen, appreciate you checking out this stuff. I mean, thanks, Steve. Steve is the one that kept he kept talking about curry to me, curry, curry, curry. Nope, I'm like, and I, nobody was listening to me. In what's, what's this curry about, man? You guys thought I was nuts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ex explain explain curry uh steve it's the people you know kevin is interested obviously <laughs> i mean kevin it's it's i mean i am on freight too i've mm -hmm. done veho i've done a lot of the last miles but hands down yes i've done some work with the team as well so but i've been with para for a long time. i'm doing stuff with para right now so i'm aside from the team this is just my view being honest curry is the best platform out there to earn on straight up Cargo van, non-cargo van. I Hannibal and I both drive SUVs. The most for pickup trucks and larges, right? Okay. This morning I scheduled a double Sherman Williams. I took seven hundred pounds of paint, thirty-eight miles for one hundred and fifty-three dollars. Yeah, pretty good. Took me an hour forty. Yeah, yeah. 
but Steve, you, you have a really good curry market. Like you, you know, I don't yeah. get as I don't see as much offers as you do. And that's every app, every area has their their app that doing is doing well. That's popping. You know, yeah. you gotta they figure still, it out. Right? Do they send out orders depending on the size of your vehicle? Like you may. Yeah, see no, and it's and it's the best. It's the best. Uh, I've never got to one that doesn't fit. Mm. So right. it's not like I have friends who, you know, like let's even put Rody to the side because ever since Rody got sold out to Rody UPS, is. it's been UPS. a, a yeah. disaster. Yeah. Um, but, and even their pay has got bad, but Curry's pay is really good. There, there will be some offers that are like a dollar a mile where you're like, what? But the, there are some that are just beyond bangers. I mean, I can yeah. pull in like three, four hours what a lot of people have to work 10 hours for. Yeah. Yeah. So when you sign up, you just let them know a vehicle and then they, they match you. So if you do come in with a cargo van, they're going to obviously give you more value. Offers, I, mean, offers. I went out better. to lunch with Alice the other day from Curry and she was, she was showing me the difference in my market, what a cargo van would do. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I said to Hannibal, it's funny because I said to Hannibal, we should pick a month coming up here and both rent one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, seriously, kind of like considering yeah, yeah. it, and, and I'm up that way too, man. Yeah, like the idea of you know, probably definitely when it starts to get warmer, because a lot of yeah. more construction starts to happen, at least in my area where I saw more offers, and I'm thinking like that's probably a possibility. And I, I appreciate Kevin even coming with you know GoShare because GoShare I think is available over here as well, so I can get multiple avenues of websites or uh, apps to use. I know you're going to be doing fine with Curry, Steve. That you may not even need to change anything. You may just just ride that out, and I could pick some stuff. But I wouldn't I mind. Know, um, man, the cargo van rate upage is a lot. Like yeah. in my market, I can make a lot more with a cargo van after talking. Have you, about uh, definitely. Have you heard of pickup app, Roger? The pickup the pickup? App? pickup pickup pickup. No, it's called pickup here down in my area, um, primarily for pickup trucks and cargo vans. But they have a lot of uh, large loads, a lot of large, you know, things that need to be moved um, and set up as well. So you kind of do either furniture or, you know, appliances and you actually have to put them inside the home. That's one of the other things with that, which I don't like about some of these um, gear gaps where they, you know, you have to go and go up flight of stairs and go in Pacific room instead of just dropping off at the door. But um, but they say they pay, you should pay more with doing yeah. that. So, I, I just think going to the term that's been thrown around a little bit, I've heard Hannibal say it, i heard Geezer say it. I used to say it all the time as, you know, really being a hustler in this in this industry. If I had a van, I would I would kill it right now. Yeah. I just yeah. know, like, I, I just know I haven't even explored the options that are out there. And I already know that the ones that I am currently using with an SUV, I'm killing it on. So I'd do well with a van on there. And then I already just, I know of all these others I could go approach with a van. Yeah. So I just feel like it wouldn't even, maybe in a couple of years, I wouldn't even be relying on any apps. <laughs> well, you yeah. Know, that, build that, my that, own clientele. That's my goal. Yeah. So in order to build up, and I actually got a medical courier uh, contract with a small pharmacy here, just kind of driving, you know, driving around, present myself, uh, gave them a flyer uh, with my business on it, tell them what I do. They say, hey, yeah, we've been using uh, Rody and um, what else they said they use? They use another uh, gig app um, to kind of send out their things, but it wasn't consistent enough. So they want to not satisfied with their with what they've been doing with the people and the dropping off. So I just kind of stole stole their business. And, you know, I, I do them three days a week. 
um, you know, delivering maybe five to 10 uh, prescriptions, you know, throughout the local area for them. So, yeah, get on out using these gig apps, going out in different areas, you know, going to places that already use these apps and still in their business. I mean, I know it's probably frowned upon from the gig app, um, you know, owners themselves. But like I said, you got to do what you got to do in your market. Um, you were just talking about the prescription space, though, right? Prescription. That's yep. funny because one of the people that we work with all the time over at Para is been in Hagerstown, Pennsylvania, or is it Maryland? Maryland. I think it's Maryland. Um, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. been in Hagerstown for about a month now, um, taking over the pharmacy space there from the other, like we're doing it through Para instead of the they don't want to work with the other companies and 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 we guess we can get, kind of get into the um the co getting contracts right that that's the way you get the consistent work for your cargo van or even if you have a sedan i guess whatever the contract is and it could fit in you and whatever you're driving go mm -hmm. after it right after, yeah. is it just you know let's tell us the kind of skills is necessary to obtain the contract because you know, when you have DoorDash, you turn on the app on, you pick up food and you deliver it. You may not even need to say a word. You just show a phone. Like, so, the, you know, communication, customer service, you know, smiling, being personable may not be something you need to do necessarily for food delivery. But in terms of getting contracts and negotiating with merchants, like what kind of skills you need to be able to do that successfully? Yeah. So um, just be you're really being personable, um, being nice and over providing value. Um, like I said, it's a, you know, a small furniture store um, across the street from my offices that, you know, does maybe two or three deliveries on the weekend. And, you know, they call me uh, if I'm available, you know, to drop off some mattresses or, you know, deliver a sofa with them. So that's a direct contract. It doesn't have to be something big. It can be something small. You know, that only pays me maybe 200 a week. But on top of everything else I'm doing, that's guaranteed money. I know, you know, every Saturday I got at least two or three drop offs in the morning. What I can do before 12 o'clock before, you know, I'm, you know, going out my day watching football, doing whatever else I'm doing throughout the day. So and that is something you can rent a van. I see a comment um, in the chat saying that, you know, something you can rent a van and get started doing these local mom and pop deliveries that don't require a certain amount of insurance, that don't require the van to be in your name. You can go out and get those type of contracts, do those type of deliveries in a rental, get a rental for 70, 70, 80 bucks a day. That's why I rent mine off sometimes and, you know, do deliveries and make 300 bucks and pocket the rest. So it is absolutely something you can do renting a van and uh, get started in this business doing, you know, small furniture contracts, um, putting, you know, ad out on Facebook, Craigslist, doing moves, one and two bedroom apartment moves, uh, renting a cargo van. Um, those things, those are not contracts, but those are things that you can do with getting your own business, going out, finding your own work and, you know, being your own boss and not relying on gig apps because, you know, easy money is low pay. So anything easy doesn't pay out a lot. Anything hard, anything more risky, you're going to get paid more. So going out there, you know, having your name out there on the contract, if something goes bad, if you're sick. You can't get nobody to work for you. You possibly could lose the contract, lose the money. So there's risk in that. So, but it's a lot of reward too. That's a good point, yeah. right? Yeah. In, in terms of, because I've, I've I've asked um, s uh, other content creators and also who've been either had the cargo van or they've had it in the past. How if you had the ability to start, um, should you get a van? Like if you if you're gonna fit, you want to go all in. Should you just go purchase a van or 
chewed you. I think one person said, work for a company first. Maybe have, you know, they have a van that you could somehow kind of leverage or not leverage, but you can kind of like your authority is, you know, you can kind of not say scam the authority, but you, you kind of get part of that authority by working for them for a while. Then maybe you jump right. on your own thing exactly. yeah, especially or, or rent. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes, more, yes. and then I think right. talking to Gig Geezer, he said, "Listen, I, I'm I was all in. I talked yeah, to a few people. Yeah, and uh, but he's like, I'm gonna go, I, I don't got time to you know tiptoe. I'm jumping all in. Like, what's what would be your ideal way of doing it? I'm sure, like you, you've kind of yeah, before, you did your way, yeah, but before I make that investment and in getting a van, I will find the work first. So, like I said, I had mm-hmm. a buddy that's already um, had contract with the company um, before. Like you know, as I had my van." I'm on the website looking. I'm on the phone with his company saying, hey, I got a van coming in a month. Go ahead and set me up with this contract. And then in the meantime, when he was out of town or he didn't want to drive, I drove his van for the contract. So I kind of gained some experience doing these auto part courier runs. Basically, you just go to a car dealership, pick up some parts, deliver them to the little mom and pop repair shops, do that run in the morning and then come back in the afternoon, pick up some more parts and drop them off in the afternoon. So I would start from about 8 and about 4 p.m. every day. But like I said, the location where I had to go was almost maybe 45 minutes, an hour, you know, in traffic from my house. So I just kind of stopped doing it over time. But it was a great money making, a great start for me. So like I said, I would have the the work, I have the, the money there, the business there before you go in and get that investment or even go out and rent a van. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say, yeah, I want to get my van first, but, you know, find the money first <laughs> and get the van. Make sure it's there so you don't come. Uh, I want to see I want to see what you think of my idea, then, because okay. I know you already have the van. So I get a lot of work on Curry. I could probably do the work that I get on Curry right now in a van <laughs> and still do OK in the van. How, how, big, struggle how, big a little more. how big of a van? Do you need the high roof with the wide? I'd like to because I know that those sprinter vans with the high roof allow you the three pallets instead of two, and that does make a big difference. I mean, that can add thousand dollars or eight hundred bucks to some loads. But um, so my theory is, what would it cost me to go get a truck and the insurance and everything? Like, let's say that, and these are just arbitrary numbers, but let's say that was going to cost me five thousand a month. I want to go for one month and go rent the van for seven thousand, even if it's going to cost seven. Try and make, can I make seven work? Even if I struggle to make it work, well, then I'm going to be able to make money at five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I feel like I'm already at that level, is why I say that, though. I hear what you're saying. If you've never mm-hmm. done any last mile, maybe don't just jump in. But I've been doing last mile for two years. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that comes with what I'm saying. You already got the experience, you got the know how that you can make that money before some, some some people use it as a guessing game some people are like, i'm going to quit my job they're hearing this they're hearing about the money we can make through this live stream they say Man, i'm about to quit my job tomorrow and go sign up for these apps without knowing if your market is sustainable for this if your area is sustainable for this so i you know that's that's a little bit different what you're saying what i'm saying yeah. but your, your ideal is definitely possible and definitely something i would do you already got the numbers you got the you know I know I'd I know I'd pay more to rent. I know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But that's why. Can I make that? Can I even just get by? Can I make the payments? Can I get by that month? And then yeah, if I can, but, I'm gonna yeah, make but I would I would I would go ahead and you know purchase a van and then use that just to get by money to pay down the debt on the van, and then you can resell the van for you know make some money, resell the van. Oh, yeah, yeah. But my my hope is that after a month, I'm like, here's your van back, and I'm yeah, like yeah, that same day going to buy one. Yeah. 
exactly exactly you don't burn out you don't have to worry about maintenance so renting is you know has its keys to it but like i said a lot of time they want large deposits um, a lot of times they're not available um, in your yeah. market. So it's, it's, it's pros and cons of uh, renting. Um, some of the smaller uh, conversion vans are a lot easier to get a hold of than, than the Sprinters. You have to kind of go to Ryder or Penske. Um, Enterprise has some as well, but they don't have as many. They might only have one or two. Um, yeah, I, I, usually uh, when I look at Enterprise, I don't see a lot of like the t- like you were saying the tall, boy, oh, like the tall yeah. ones. Usually, but, they, like but you know, one thing about Enterprise is they will ship a car to you, especially for a long term rental. Mm-hmm. So, like if they're if an Enterprise a hundred miles from or fifty miles from you, Hannibal, they have right. one of the vans you want. You want it for a month, they'll get it to the they'll location. Work it for you by you. Yeah, you, you know, a lot of it, and I, I understand what I definitely understand what Kevin is saying, and and. The the you want like I say you want the uh, not necessarily a certainty but at least a high level of okay if I do this I like I said many of already have contracts of either kind of already certain like not necessarily written but at least a handshake like hey I'll if I get this van do I got work with you I work with you and all then also the apps kind of come in to to support um, but see if you like you're in a really strong market with Curry. And obviously you've been, you've done so many that, you know, they, the curry apps are going to make sure, you know, they're going to throw out the good offers. They know that Steve's going to take care of them. So I do understand. Oh, and what sort of U-Haul? I don't know. I don't know if they would. I don't um, think you, I don't think you'd get a good enough deal. And everything U-Haul is yeah yeah u-haul vehicles are beat into the ground too dude the brakes don't work so (laughs) i've rented a few man they're not the best they're not the the most um recent vehicle yeah i definitely you can do u-haul i've seen people make some money uh getting a pickup truck and then you know attaching a trailer to it and then hauling some junk doing some moves that way you know that that's money in it because like i said it's only that twenty dollars plus the mileage so if you can make it work if the math works for you, you can make U-Haul work, but that's not a sufficient long-term place. Oh, I was going to say, like, you just mentioned trash. I have a friend in Dallas who got out of rideshare a long time ago, kept his nice extended SUV that he used to do with black car service, and mm-hmm. and he got a trailer, and now he just hauls trash around. He makes lots of money yeah, just by adding the trailer. Which is funny. It's more, it, he hasn't paid more to haul trash than people, than human beings. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a, like, gig economy is, is an interesting, interesting yeah. industry, right? Hey, man, it's what you just said, though. But that, that, that's, you, you got to fill the voids. Yeah, that's the good thing you said. Um, the car service. Um, I had a buddy who hit me up, was interested in, um, you know, figuring out how he can get a new SUV. Cause he got, cause you know, it's a lot of rappers, it's a big hip hop town here. So he got people that hit him up that need personal drivers and they pay him almost 300 a day just for them to drive them around and stuff, man. He's like missing out of money when his truck broke down. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Crazy. Oh. I used to work, I used to work for a limo service where I did black car service too. Yeah. And I'd be like rented out for like seven hours in a day and they'd pay me like 40 bucks an hour. And then it would, the tip would be a hundred or two hundred dollars cash. Yeah, but like yeah. Now he had like a consistent core yeah. clientele already, and he's want to expand and get more. So that's something you know outside of ride share, you can kind of start your own business. You know, you drum up your own business cards, your flyers, especially when you're going to the airport, going to these corporations. Uh, when I went to Coke, uh, I picked up some guys from Coca Cola. Man, the conversation I was hearing in the back seat. 
about multi-million dollar deals going on in Dubai, new sodas coming out. I'm like, <laughs> man, I'm in the wrong business, man. I mean, <laughs> See, but every I think every one of us on this panel right now, we all recognize we have a brand or we are a brand. We are a brand. We are our yeah. brand. And yeah. your brand is your brand is worth more than DoorDash, guys. That's that's just kind of where I what I always come to. And I'm not trying to dog on anybody for doing DoorDash. I get it. Some people crush it with it, but yeah. overall, like those, and then, and it's not just DoorDash. I'm just picking on them, you know, like any of the apps. Like, there's a lot more money to be made, and I always say that, aren't we out here to make money? I'm not. I'm not out here to play. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm not out here to to play. I have a kid. I have things I gotta get done. Right. Um, I'm and out yeah. here. I'm out here to make money. So whatever's gonna make DoorDash money does seem to have a more of a cult following uh in the in the gas they're, the mo- they're 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 popular um they're popular i think that's where it is it's just yeah. it's and that's that's I heard, by I'm, design your channel i didn't even know they pay people to create content is what i'm is that what i'm getting yeah, yeah we 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 kind of uh dealing with that as well as a con- yeah. and, and and which makes hey listen i think all a lot of these brands company it could be cameras obviously computers it could be services if they see someone making content, they're gonna be like, "Hey, we like this." You know, I just the contracts and all that type of things is a whole different story. But I think if you really want to stay around with the gig economy, I've realized that it goes a little bit beyond just relying on the app. You have to, you know, you gotta say the brand, your identity. Um, I was on another podcast um, yesterday. Well, it was taped, but um, uh, with uh, Jason and uh, Jasper. And Jesper had a really good um Jesper. Yeah, Jesper, sorry. <laughs> he had a really good uh line about identity where you, you there's not really a, a you have a little bit of profile with, on your Uber app, right? Your picture and maybe like why do, why I deliver, why do I do ride share. But that's not really much of an identity. Like so when you are you have your cargo van and you go to that mom and pop uh you know auto auto shop that's a, there's an identity. It's a person you know, right? Especially if you do good work for them. Um, Steve talks about the dumpling app. The dumpling app is basically your own virtual storefront where you can do basically what Instacart does without spending a whole bunch more money because Instacart upcharges everything and has a gives you a ter- terrible experience. Where if I have Steve as my shopper, he that's all that I only did with Steve. That's it. Yep. And I will. And you will get and you get real prices and you get discounts for all of your coupon numbers and whatever, digital coupons and everything. And do you have to set up your business LLC to do dumpling? Nope. Okay. Yeah. Nope. They basically do that. They kind of they, they, it's like the business in the box kind of thing. They kind of deal with that where you just you kind of just do your thing and you still gotta get your clients. You still gotta go out there and hustle. You still have to be creative. But the and, word of mouth yeah. of clients has been amazing to me anyway. I've just been doing it for a little bit, but yeah. um, um, you know, I already got five clients in just a couple months and they're, they, they're repeat clients. I mean, almost mostly weekly. So yeah. Cool. Uh, Deliver Taz said, I got my business credit up. Thanks for, thanks to you, Paul. So okay. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't been, if you ever checked out his channel, uh, the, the link is in the chat. It will be in the description. Check him out. He has tons and tons of information different websites. We've even talked about the same stuff. I think we talked about the rent out your backyard and get paid, uh, with taking care of dogs with the, uh, I forgot what was it called? You I may remember it. the name. Yeah. Uh, rent the yard or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot. We talked about it. Yeah. 
but just so many different ideas. So I'm um, kind of going to yeah, you do a uh, rover. It's like the dog walking. That's yes. That's, about, about yeah, that, that. that's, that's my main source of being, I'm the yeah. dog chair, uh, dog chair, <laughs> uh, dog walking, taking yeah. care of dogs. Um, but going back to, to contracts, that, that's kind of similar to doing rover, doing dumpling. You have to make the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. deal ain't just going to come to you, right? You have to, you have to talk and you have to do that. Um, have you had any issues with dealing with shady people or people are t- telling you one thing, <laughs> blowing you up and then saying, the other? like, how's your experience been doing that? Cause I know, uh, you know, going, talking about gig easier again, but he's tr- going, navigating through that, you know, cause it's hard to trust people sometimes and people tell yeah. you one thing and, and give you the you know the runaround. I thought I thought you were bringing that up because he he had mentioned Craigslist. So when <laughs> well, you said shady, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, there's definitely people, yeah, doing you know doing that. But like I said, you always uh, with technology, you know, everything is up front nowadays. Send me send me half through Cash App, half through PayPal, and the other half, you know, when I deliver. So I kind of do things like that, try to get at least some money up front. Um, but the hardest thing I've been dealing with people, I was trying to find a driver for my van. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to get out of uh, doing the daily delivery work and having somebody, you know, drive my van for me. And I kind of split the split the profits with them. Mm-hmm. But just finding somebody that, you know, consistent, um, somebody that was serious, somebody that presented themselves professionally to me. Not just, hey man, I got a van. I'm trying to work, you know. Like, I'm yeah, like, you're trying to get, yeah, well, professional, like you said, yeah, professional. You know, just like I'm, I'm no, I'm cool. I'm laid back on this channel, but approach me just like you approach anybody for a job or for employment. You know, absolutely, what I mean? it's come correct. So there's some things like that. Um, dealing with professionalism. Um, we're dealing on that side and and on the business side. Um, dealing with companies. Uh, not you know hitting you back right away, saying they're gonna call you back at this time. Not hearing back from them, and then calling them, say, "Oh, hey, I forgot about you." Then sending everything over then, like the paperwork you need to get started. So it's just like unprofessionalism. It's kind of the things I've been dealing with, but no, not really shadiness or not kind of you know watch my pockets or you know watch my bank account. I'd, people- I'd kick myself if I didn't ask you how how much uh, of the of the stuff you're doing is medical. Um, right now. It's probably on about thirty percent of my delivery or my gig money. Is that is that is that big pay money though? Um, it, it depends. Um, some some days, like I say, I might work maybe. I, I never I never do more than four hours. Um, in the medical thing. Um, uh, some days it pay me two hundred. You know, in dollars in those four hours, about fifty dollars an hour. Sometimes I only make about. Uh, 75 bucks, you know mm. what I mean? So it all depends on how many deliveries I got that day, um, you know, how many, how far I'm going, so I get paid per drop-off and plus mileage. Um, and right, I, I was stepping I, outside I, of the pharmacy <laughs> space. Have you done any of the true medical, like, human tissue? or? Yes, yeah, so that's okay. how I got started, but that was with, I don't do that um, any longer, but that's kind of how I got started in the medical um, that was a contract uh, through a company. I give it up the Lab Express. Um, so I would go out in the evening time. That was when COVID testing was real big. Um, you know, so a lot of times they had samples all over the place. So I would go to six, seven different clinics um, after 6 p.m. when they closed. It was perfect time. Traffic was dead. I'm in and out of these buildings real Wait, quick. Wait, carrying boxes of COVID samples? <laughs> 
maybe like it was bad. It wasn't it wasn't too okay. big. Okay. Sometimes like during the peak of it, when it was you know it was it was sometime I had to get too big bad. I had to have a big cooler and dump everything in the cooler because a lot of times you had to keep things cool. And so it's a lot of things yeah. with the uh, metal courier. And I had planned on getting the van and doing large runs with that because they said you know it was busy. They was picking up. And then the gas surge happened um, last, uh, you know, last January, Feb, March, February, when gas went astronomical and they wanted me to drive my van to do these little runs. I'm like, not profitable, not profitable for me. I can't, I can't do it. I have to stick with my, my car, my sedan when doing these deliveries or my SUV. So I just loaded that up, you know, the biggest, but I had big three, four big coolers, big rolling coolers of, you know, samples. And my SUV coming back on some days. So though at that time it was profitable, but as you know, less and less testing went on, um, a lot of these companies started losing contracts. And that's what I had heard happen with uh drop off. A lot of people were making a lot of money with the drop off app and they lost some money. Yeah. We have a question in the chat from Mila. Um, I have my LLC EN opened my accounts with Navy Federal and looking to get a cargo van this week. Thank you. Okay. Should I get my dot and MC number? You should definitely get your dot and MC. Um, because you know, once you purchase your cargo van, you're gonna have to get insurance on the cargo van. Might not necessarily have to be commercial insurance, but once you get commercial insurance, it is a lot easier to get your DOT and MC. And believe it or not, I am just now in the process of getting mine because I had the whole thought of staying local, um, staying in state, not going over the road. But now I see I'm missing out on a lot of money with even just taking loads from South Carolina to Florida, things of that nature that can be, you know, quick eight hour turnarounds. But I'm missing a lot of money um, from these independent contractor companies that want to hire me because I don't have it and I don't want to go up under them. So that so that's where the the next level of earnings comes from, and maybe it like you said, maybe it should be more of a progression, right? Like, you know, know your market, then maybe rent the van, or you get to a point where you know you're confident and you can make consistent money. Maybe you purchase it, but then do some local stuff until you are able to be comfortable enough to, you know, like I said, go over the road, do eight hour, ten hour runs. So that's so that's a lot of money up front. Um, like I said, even if building your business credit up, getting that vehicle, um, you know, you have to get insurance, and then the payment on that big that van is due in forty five days. So, outside of that, that's at least two thousand dollars within the first thirty days. You're gonna have to spend. If you don't have that money rolling in, you're gonna you're gonna eat up through your profits real quickly. But that's kind of the good thing about you know using business credit. You can kind of funnel that money until you can get rolling, but like I said, you can go into debt real quick as well. Oh, I hear that. Um, Steve, you have any other uh, questions? I know we'll be running up on well, an hour here. Yeah, I would say to uh, the person who asked, too, who was asking him, like, check your market out, too. Call yeah, around, and see what they're paying, you know, like, and how in demand is van our vans. I don't know what market you're in, but, I mean, there's there's some – if you're going to take the van route, my, I mean, I would guess that you should do your research in your market. You should find out our vans even needed that much. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, so boss up with K. You, you know, you got. I think you had ten thousand subscribers. Oh, uh, you know, congratulations! I know your channel's moving uh very quickly. What's the future? Is it just more just 
throwing out those opportunities. Like, yo, tell um, us the future of your channel and, and my channel. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm about to start kind of doing uh, some reaction videos. Uh, I want to react to some content. So um, I did a video about you ship, and that's what kind of blew my channel up um, the past thirty days. Nice. Um, a lot of people had questions about it. Um, do you need your DOT to sign up for it? Uh, how much to get get started? Um, you know, on that site, you can do, you can get signed up and get started without your DOT and MC number, but you can only stay in in state. So the right. money staying in state is not going to be the same as going out of state. You're not going to make the thousand dollars or more a day that I could, that I promise on that channel. But I have found somebody on YouTube that done some you should runs and arm is making that type of money. So I'm going to start showing reaction videos of that and kind of showing examples of people already doing it since I'm not, you know, signed up on all these apps and can't do all this work myself. I'm going to start showing and reacting to people actually doing it and highlighting those smaller channels. This is a guy, um, he got a killer channel. He's, but it's real small. And I just kind of want to help blow those other people up as well, because they have valuable content and good content that needs to be out there people need to see so reaction videos um live stream collaborations like this i want to do a lot more of these and then more podcast um style videos where well, i did one um last year where i covered a guy who does uh dna testing <laughs> so that's a oh. side hustle that a lot of people can do when he sells a course and people do it out their home and you know they kind of uh middleman it's kind of like a middleman where you you know you just set up the appointments and then send people to different places to get tested or send them, you know, the equipment. So it's a, it's an interesting business model. I think so, I saw I think I saw a video from Sean in town on that one too. Yeah, so it's an interesting business model. So I just want to you know start uh, highlighting different different side hustles and you know kind of because there's so many guys. So many. It I is. mean, it's it's a, I, even between the three of us, we probably have touched on five percent or seen five percent of what's out there. You guys should be out there sending us ideas for beyond yeah. the algorithm research yeah. research yeah that's and it's it's like i said there's so many different um ways being creative um seeing seeing what most people don't see you know like i think a lot of it again you just it's not it may not be as simple as just signing up for an app but there's so many different ways so yeah definitely and um, you know if you want more information just check out boss up with case channel fantastic channel like i said ten thousand subscribers blowing up a lot of valuable information, especially the cargo van. If you're still not, you know, you still want questions, still have issues and questions about it, just check out his channel. He has a lot of content on that. Yeah, um, but yeah, answer all the questions in the chat. I know, I mean, I got little time. I don't want to. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Good. I think check out uh, any more that I saw. Um, but you see Eric's you know. comment. <laughs> yeah, funny, funny guy. <laughs> what do you guys think about? Um, Having your LLC or actually formalizing your business properly and then, you know, parlaying that with gig apps as far as, you know, using it for deductions or mileage or just how it, how advantage or is it, you know, beneficial to start a business when doing gig apps? What do your guys take? Look, the bottom, I mean, when I had Geezer and I had uh, Dana from Boston on about Curry, we all agreed. Dana made the comment. It was a great comment. He said, look, independent or mileage is an independent contractor's dream. You guys put as many miles on as you can. <laughs> so we were taken away from that, like DoorDash mentality of stay in a small zone and drive mm. just only these little distances. Cause first of all, Dana also is a um, driver's ed teacher. 
And so he actually knows the stats, which, which are you're much more likely to get in an accident in a city than on the highway. Much more like well, yeah, definitely. The more off, yeah. the more hours you spend yeah. on city streets, you're very likely to get an accident. Hundred percent. I'm in Brooklyn. Of course, is a right. chance you could get an accident. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you could even just be stopped waiting at a light, and somebody rams you from the side. Like the I've kind been, of thing I, yeah, I think I've been hit. I've been hit from behind at least twice. Dead yeah. stop. You're like, yo, what? Did, what are this other guy is doing? What's other person? Not you know, obviously not paying Texting. attention. Like texting uh or drunk or something or sleeping it's always something it was small. trying to trying to get that roadie or trying to get oh, maybe get the app um but yeah i think yeah miles yeah i think that's i'm sure we've seen that when we'll show you know some of the curry runs or some some um runs you'll see like a lot of miles and a lot of you know blogging workers will you know they'll put a comment oh that's many miles for me it's like do you really think that's in the street you really think we're just stopping and, and starting like, for this the more miles, miles like, you can put on as long as you're making sense of it you're doing better the more miles you're doing as long as you're making some sense of the money you're making yeah. with those miles you're, you're doing great yeah yeah it's yeah. street 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 driving and highway driving is to you know the way the car and the way the vehicles is you know being used it's, it's two different things but you know like you say like what steve said you still have to make sure you're making money right because yeah. there's still time involved, even if you are going with right. The miles. But if you run the yeah. vehicle into the ground, it's gonna. If you're making money, it's gonna be it's worth it. So yeah. who cares? You just swap it out with a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's just see. the cost of business, you know. Uh, I took two contracts from Brody prescription uh, and, and and auto parts. That's what's up. Sure. Let's go back to that question about. You know, it may not necessarily be against. It may not be against. It probably against the rules, right? of doing uh, an Instacart run and you finish the Instacart run and you say, Hey, I do a dumpling. Here's my card <laughs> to take their business. Is that now as an independent contract, we're allowed to do that. Right. But is that something we, I would, I would say is morals. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not legal. Um, it's not, Unethical, I guess, but it's what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> wait, what, what, wait, what's the question? Because I think of, of, I think... of being of, 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 let's say, for instance, you have let's, a shopping, a dumpling shopping business, and you go, you, you go on Instacart to steal Instacart customers. <laughs> I can 100% do that because until they define me as an employee, an independent contractor by rule has the right to even advertise while on job. Right. Yeah. I have the I have the right to advertise while working the platform, even if their TOS says no, you don't, because the question becomes, am I an employee? No, you're not. Well, then I have the right to. It supersedes your TOS. It's federal yeah. law. Yeah. Right. It, was, it was a small example. It's probably it doesn't work because this person's an employee, but it, it was fine. Like it, I went to the vet, taking my dog to the vet, and the vet tech uh, gave me a card. Say, hey, I do I do uh, dog uh, boarding and dog walking. I was like, that's kind of cool. I'm not, you know, I don't know if the manager would probably be cool with that, but I was like, yeah, that, yeah, no problem. That's awesome. You know, like it's those small little things that, you know, you may find a customer, you may find some potential income by just showing your card and saying, hey, you have a dog. Hey, you have this, you have that. Hey, I can help you. Hey, you had that really bad experience with Instacart. Hey, I can shop for you. You know me. I'm talking to you right now. It's probably a better experience than just getting a random person from Instacart. So those, I think, I would still do it, even if they're at risk of being deactivated. Because then, yes, your own business. 
So like, he's well, still, it raises dude, a big question too. I mean, like, I don't want to have to use him. He's a friend of mine, but I have an attorney who's happy to write a letter to Instacart saying, "What are you doing?" he's completely within his right to do that well our to i don't care what your tos says the federal law says this so it supersedes your tos yeah definitely 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 makes sense i Uh, mean would they still deactivate me probably but do i care no (laughs) i mean you know me hannibal i've been on instacart for two years i've done like three (laughs) Three the offers are so bad i can't even find one to save my life yeah yeah, I, I I have the app. Um, probably I may be deactivated because it probably I don't turn on. It's been a while, just like a Grubhub situation, <laughs> where after a while you just don't check them, and then yeah, which is fine. Like don't you know why have me on if I'm not gonna check them if I'm not gonna use it. I um, mean, you guys area, S H I P T, shipped. Yeah, yeah. Um, um yeah, I target signed target, up for yeah, it, but target contract where you can kind of do last mile delivery, um, going to a Target warehouse and and get some stuff yeah yeah i know that minneapolis is a big one for that they have a super center that only they don't even have that you can't even go inside it's just for ship drivers they pull up they give you your your stuff oh yeah that's that's interesting i did not know that there's so many things like that and it really just it really that's why i think we've only you know we're only touching what we are seeing commercials for yeah small percent you know uber lyft doordash grubhub the 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 giants we're only touching those but really even they know hey idiots there's a bunch of stuff over here that you should be doing (laughs) making more money like what are you doing on our dumb platform yeah especially things that (laughs) are only in certain states or only in certain regions those the ones that that you're going to make money with guys those are the apps that you're going to make a killing because they're not oversaturated they're new they haven't figured out their pay model yet so a lot of times they overpay or right or like like a company like laser ship it might be horrible in one market but it might be off the charts in another yeah i've done yeah i've got a contract kind of started with them too uh, last year relationship, but they were horrible. My right, God. it just that one's a hit. That I've talked yes. to many people. That one's just a total hit and miss. It could suck yeah. or it could be great. Yeah. Um, driver with Chris has a question for Steve with toll reimbursement. I'm guessing in terms of using Curry. For curry, yeah. yeah. So yeah, because he had mentioned he's doing good with the Curry. So it depends. Um, like Hannibal, where anything Hannibal does that involves a to- a toll, he'll be paid by curry me mm. like we have 470 here yes they'll pay from like parker to past the airport but they won't pay the other way so you'll need to look at the curry map and and, and in your market what they reimburse and then just you can always email drivers at uh yep. at curry.com plural and, drivers. And, 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 i'm in new york there's tolls everywhere. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to rip us all off. So, but it, I know that Curry picks up every toll in New York. Yeah, because we, we, I can't go anywhere without paying the right. toll. So it does make sense in my area. But yeah, uh, you definitely look up where you are to see what they'll yeah. do. So um, yeah, I, tip, yeah. some some pay. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I wonder what it works on the uh, express lane. We got uh, we don't have tolls in Georgia. We got you know express lane that you pay a certain amount of cents. like Easy Pass. Easy Pass, yeah, like in Florida. Yeah. So I wonder if you can write that off or send that in. You probably can. I mean, try it. You know, they they won't know unless you, yeah, you won't know unless you try. At least you ask, you know, no fault by asking. Um, see if any other questions. I think we covered a good amount, man. 
And I'll be honest, I think it's still a lot to talk about. I mean, I think me and Steve is going. I know Steve is interested in in renting a van. I think I think we're going to probably do it, and we'll probably need to bring you back on to ask yeah. you more questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am ready to do it because even if I just get get the orders that I get now. I would just do more of them and get that, get it down until I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting like, until I feel that right groove to, okay, I'm going to break off this way and try this. Yeah. yeah that's just me. Man. I just know for the best price possible. And then, you know, making it work. Um, I'll throw out a couple more. Um, I have my band listed on the uh, fetch truck.com platform. So there's like people like me who have their own truck. We rent it out. And it's another one called coop by rider rider um it's back so they kind of like a like a toro for trucks and cargo vans you know owners list them on their uh, marketplace so there's other places affordable more affordable places um outside of the big rental car places the, the rent vans you know, as well guys so we want to let your viewers know how to go get it yeah, Tur- yeah. i was gonna say toro is probably a good option yeah not for, I mean, not for me, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Turbo, yeah, I, I got bad uh, experience on Turbo. They tell you, people tell your stuff up on there. Even but, that, if, yeah, even for me, it's is illegal here. I oh, don't know why. Yeah, you can't do Turbo. You can't do Turbo here. Yeah, yeah I but, heard you. I don't know why. Yeah. Sucks, because I, yeah, I do have multiple vehicles, and I would be nice said just to even rent them out. There's a dumb reason why. I forgot to look it up, but um, <laughs> I heard some people kind of list them, walk around, list them in New Jersey or something. Maybe walk that's probably a good idea. That's probably a good idea. Or I just I need to move out of here. But you know, that's another conversation <laughs> for another day. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, I really appreciate you coming through. Uh, learn a lot, to be honest, man. I learned a good amount and and feel actually a little comfortable actually doing it because I think, you know, knowing your market, the hustle, some common sense, obviously. Um, but you know, I, you know, Steve, I think Steve is going to do it no matter what. But I am. <laughs> it's just it really is just a question of when. It's kind of like the dumpling thing was. It took me a minute to actually pull the trigger, but then I did. Well. Now I'm in it. Now yeah. I'm doing well. I just need to do it. I just need to plan out when it'll be. Yeah, but okay, you you're more welcome to come in uh, again, Kevin. You know, obviously, you know, Steve has, Steve is a part of so many things. I'm sure he'll reach out to you to ask you to come on to further his his shows and uh, the things he's got going on as well. To, I would love to, and definitely want to get with you about uh, some of the apps that we can, you know, get some more money with the cargo van offline, and we'll yeah, we we'll get into that, man. Appreciate, yeah. appreciate. Thank you guys. I appreciate everyone that's been in the chat the whole time. You know, yeah, you guys are checking out the replay. Um, a lot of great questions, really good information being passed around, a lot of valuable information. So, you know, we'll be back. You know, we'll we'll have some more uh this conversation you know, beyond the algorithm because, you know, we're here to try to get out of the idea of it's not just DoorDash, Grubhub, and Ubi. There's a lot more going on. So thank you guys for coming through and have a good night, guys. Peace. If you got to the end of this podcast episode, I thank you immensely. Appreciate checking it out. If you have any questions about anything, either the YouTube channel or this podcast, you can email me h at HannibalIsHungry.com. I'll say it again, h at HannibalIsHungry.com. Send me your questions, um, topics you're interested in me talking about, even video ideas. You guys can email me and I'll definitely respond. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.